I'm back in the saddle again Out where a friend is a friend Your friendly local merchant who sells and displays healthful, refreshing, delicious double mint chewing gum invites you to another Saturday night visit with all the gang here at Melody Ranch. There's Pat Buttram, Johnny Bond, the Cass County Boys, Carl Cotner's Melody Ranch Orchestra, and yours truly, Charlie Lyon. But right now, meet the boss man himself, America's favorite cowboy, Gene Autry. The bells are ringing for me and my gal The birds are singing for me and my gal Everybody seems knowing to a wedding they're going And for weeks they've been sowing Every Susie and Sal They're congregating for me and my gal The parson's waiting for me and my gal And sometimes He's gonna build a little home For two, for three or four or more In love land For me and my gal The bells are ringing For me and my little gal The birds are singing Cause they're jealous Of me and my gal Everybody's been knowing To a wedding they're going for weeks they've been sowing Every Susie and Sal They're congregating For me and my gal The parson's waiting For me and my gal And sometime He's gonna build a little home For two, for three or four or more In love land For me and my gal Folks, and welcome once again to Melody Ranch. Glad you could drop by and join in the fun. Which reminds me, folks, let's begin that fun with a few words about a wonderful treat that everybody enjoys. Delicious, refreshing, double mint chewing gum. You know, it always strikes me that double mint's a swell name for what really is a double treat. Yes, indeed, that grand double mint gum is not only a delicious refreshing taste treat, but a satisfying, long-lasting chewing treat as well. So how about having some real soon, huh? That's delicious, refreshing, double mint chewing gum. Take me in your arms and hold me like I've been Just don't know how hearts sing 
and lonesome I've been Or how much I've prayed That you'd come back again So take me in your arms and hold Like I've been Take me in your arms and hold me like I've been holding you in my Thank you, friends. Thanks a lot. And now... Wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Hold it just a second. What in the world's the matter with you? I just got a letter from home from my papa. Oh? Well, that ought to be real dull. Hmm. What does it say? It says, uh, Dear Son Pat. <laughs> that's me. Oh, that's you? <laughs> I know you'll be interested to learn that your Aunt Hazel just give birth to a set of twins. Oh? It's terrible hard to tell them apart, though, except that Horace is maybe a little heavier than Mabel. Oh. Well, that figures. <laughs> that figures all right. Reminds me of my Uncle Cecil Creel's two kids. Oh? They was also twinses. No kidding. Yeah, fact, they was so much apart you couldn't tell them alike. <laughs> Must have been pretty confusing. Oh, it was that all right. They, they named them Pete and Repeat. Pete and repeat. Yeah, even their mama, Aunt Nell, she couldn't tell them apart. Oh? Funny thing, I, I remember one time when Pete was naughty and his mama give repeat a whipping for it. Oh. <laughs> and Pete never even knew the difference. Oh? <laughs> repeat did, though. Yeah, I bet he did. And then one time Pete was sick and his mama give repeat a dose of castor oil. Oh? <laughs> and Pete never even knew the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Repeat did, though. <laughs> Go on. Finally, I remember when Repeat, he was going to get married. Oh? In fact, he was going to elope with the girl. A girl. <laughs> yeah, and Pete got there an hour ahead of him and run off with the girl and married her first. Oh. <laughs> and the girl never even knew the difference. <laughs> Repeat did, though. What a family you've got, bud. Oh, you can say that again. Incidentally... Papa says here that Grandpa Gomer just celebrated his 70th birthday. 70? Yes. That's more than you'll ever make it, bud. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Funny thing, you won't believe this, but Grandpa, he could pass for a man of 30. No kidding. Well, I think that's remarkable. Yeah, but it's kind of sad, too. Sad, huh? Yeah. How do you mean? Well, while Grandpa was passing for a man of 30, a man of 30 was passing for Grandpa and run away with Grandma. <laughs> Seek 
Ezekiel saw the wheel turning way up in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheel spinning way in the middle of the air. Oh, the big wheel run by faith and the little wheel run by the grace of God. Was a wheel in a wheel way in the middle of the air. Oh, way up yonder on the mountain top, way up in the middle of the air, my Lord spoke and the chariot stopped. Way in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheel turning way up in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheel turning way in the middle of the air. Joshua was the son of none. Way up in the middle of the air. He never quit till the work was done. Way in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheel spinning way up in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheel turning way in the middle of the air. Now see that sister dressed so fine Way up in the middle of the air She ain't got religion on her mind Way in the middle of the air Ezekiel saw the wheel Hallelujah Way up in the middle of the air Ezekiel saw the wheel Spending way in the middle of the air Ezekiel saw the wheel Way up in the middle of the air Ezekiel saw the wheel Turning way in the middle of the air Oh, the big wheel run by faith, and the little wheel run by the grace of God, was a wheel in a wheel, way in the middle of the air. Thank you, Cass County Boys and Johnny Bond. Thanks a lot. It was really fine. Matter of fact, it was almost as fine as chewing a stick of delicious, refreshing double mint chewing gum, which incidentally happens to be our favorite treat around here at Melody Ranch. Of course, us cowboys depend on grand double mint gum for a lot of little helps, too. For instance, out on a ranch, just like anywhere else, there's a lot of chores we have to keep doing over and over again. Well, sir, when the going gets monotonous, I just sink my teeth into a stick of that grand double mint gum. In that way, double mint smooth, steady chewing seems to break the monotony. Helps pass the time faster. What's more, that cool, clean double mint flavor is so refreshing, it gives me a pleasant little lift, too. So you see, friends, delicious, refreshing double mint gum is a swell help on any job. So treat yourself and enjoy it anytime. Well, sir, it won't be long now, kids, before all over the world, all of the kids will be anxiously awaiting a visit from the little fat man with the long white beard. So look, boys and girls, 
take my advice. When the jolly old man with his bag of toys and his beard of snowy white stops at your house to make your Christmas bright. Don't look out the window and don't wait by the door. He'll be coming down the chimney like he always did before. When you hear his sleigh bells, don't look front or back. He'll be coming down the chimney with a sack upon his back. If you wrote your letter to Santa and you're good, you'll find your stockings all filled up with the things you hoped you would. So don't look out the window. And don't wait by the door He'll be coming down the chimney Yes, by gosh, by Jiminy He'll be coming down the chimney Like he always did before If you wrote your letter to Santa and you're good You'll find your stockings all filled up With the things you hoped you would So don't look out the window And don't wait by the door Chimney. Yes, by gosh, by Jiminy, he'll be coming down the chimney like he always did before. Thank you, folks. Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Hey, Gene, yeah? I got a question I want to ask you. Well, I know I'm silly for asking, but what is it? Well, you see, it's like this. The other day, I was uh, rabbit hunting over near Mill Valley. Oh? Anyway, there's an old oak tree over there, and uh, carved on one side of it is a big heart. Inside the heart, it says, uh, John loves Martha, 19 and 15. So? So, what I want to know is, who's John and who's Martha, and do you really think they carved that there stuff on that tree 37 years ago? (laughs) I not only think they did, Johnny, I know they did. You mean you was there? No, I wasn't there but I do know the true story of how and why it happened. First of all, Johnny, that tree you saw is on the Wilson's property, if I'm not mistaken. Secondly, like I said before, I wasn't around that day in 1915 when the carving ceremony took place. But as I later got the story, it must not have been too much different from any other day when two kids in love on their honeymoon look ahead and start planning their lives together. Look, Marth, now am I an artist or aren't I? Why, John Thomas Wilson, you didn't tell me. <laughs> didn't think your husband had any talent, huh? Well, frankly, I wouldn't much care if he didn't. I'd still love him. Do you really mean that? What do you think? Me? I think that someday you and I are coming right back here to this very same spot. Not just for a day, but forever and ever and ever. And so, Johnny, that was how it all began. Two kids in love making a vow that someday they'd return to that very same tree. Anyway, the following night, they went back east to live. John got a good job. They even bought a house, settled down, just the same as any other young married couple. Then one day, just two years later, John and Martha had a son. They named him Timothy after Martha's brother. And from that day on... Both their hearts were filled with a new kind of love that they'd never known before. 
Anyway, after that, the years seemed to go by faster and faster. Young Tim started grammar school, then high school. Then, almost before they knew it, he was a man of 18, ready and eager to make his own decisions. Like, for instance, this one. Dear Mom and Dad, by the time you read this, I'll be many miles away. And, although you may think me foolish, I'm sure you can understand that making my own way in life is far more important to me than anything else in the world. I didn't say goodbye because it would have been hard on all of us. Just know that I'll always love you. As ever, Tim. Well, Johnny, it wasn't more than just a few months later that John and Martha Wilson left the big city, went back to that very same spot near Stony Creek. That was just five years ago this fall. Of course, at the time, I didn't even know Martha Wilson. As a matter of fact, I'd only seen her occasionally shopping in town. All we had exchanged greetings, but that was just about all. Then one day, Doc Tipton asked me to drop by and see him. Said he had a patient he wanted to talk to me about. Gene, I want to ask you a favor. Sure, Doc. What is it? It concerns a patient of mine and a neighbor of yours, incidentally. Oh, is that so? I didn't know I had any sick neighbors. Who is it? Her name is Miss John Wilson. Lives just about a mile and a half up the road from your place. Oh, sure, sure, I know her. What's wrong with her? Believe it or not, she's an amazingly well and active woman for her age, except for one thing. She's dying. She's what? She's dying. But the worst part of it is I have no medicine to help her. In fact, her ailment is nothing that science even has a name for. It's just plain, old-fashioned, everyday loneliness. Gosh, Doc, I'm sorry to hear that. Is uh, there anything I could do to help? That's why I asked you to come in and see me. I'd like you to go out and pay her a visit. Not out of curiosity, understand, but as a friendly neighbor. Try and get her to talk to you. Maybe that way, together, we can find the cause. If we do... Believe me, the cure will be easy. Look, Mr. Autry, I appreciate you stopping by like this to see me, but you've been talking to Dr. Tipton, haven't you? Well, I... And he told you I need a little cheering up. Said I was lonely, isn't it right? Well, I don't know what to say yet. Well, suppose then I do the talking... I have a son, Mr. Autry. A son that means more to me than anything else in the whole world. And yet, if you was to ask me right now where he is, what he does, what kind of place he lives in, or even what he looks like, I couldn't tell you. Because I haven't seen him since the eighth day of July five years ago when he first left home. You mean he doesn't even write you? I'm afraid not very often. You see, he holds quite an important position with a railroad company, and he has to travel a great deal. Oh, Tell me, Mrs. Wilson, when was the last time you did hear from your son? Strangely enough, just day before yesterday. It's the first letter I've had in over six months. Oh? And uh, where was the letter from? That is, if you don't mind me asking. Some hotel in Capital City, the um, embassy, I think it was. He said he'd only be there for a day or two, though, and then he was heading back east again. Oh, I see. Well, ma'am, it's getting late. 
I've got to be getting up early in the morning, so I guess I'd better be starting home. Oh, you've been very kind, Mr. Autry. Hope I haven't bored you with an old lady's tale. <laughs> On the contrary, Mrs. Wilson. I've enjoyed our visit more than you know. Good night. Good night, Mr. Autry. And thank you again for stopping by. Well, Johnny, before the door closed behind me that afternoon, I knew I'd be in Capital City the next morning. And I was. Matter of fact, when I got off the train, I went right to a phone booth, looked up the address of the Embassy Hotel, got in a cab. Five minutes later, was walking up the front steps of a dilapidated old place that looked like it had been built before the Civil War. When I got inside, I asked the landlady if she knew which room was Timothy Wilson's. She pointed to the next floor and mumbled something about a six. So, up I went. Who is it? Friend, Tim. I want to talk to you. Go away. I don't want to see anybody. You'll want to see me. I think I've got a job for you. Don't give me that stuff. They ain't hiring bums these days, or haven't you heard? Well, the person I represent is... But she doesn't want just any bum. She only wants one. Her son. What did you say? You heard me. Don't you think it's about time that you at least paid her a visit? You know, that's very funny. In fact, if I still had a laugh, I would. What's so funny about that? You mean you haven't heard about Timothy Wilson, the big railroad executive? The budding young genius who made good but only in his letters home? <laughs> the closest I've ever been to a railroad is riding on boxcars and being shagged by yard cops. Look, son, I think you've got things figured out all wrong. Your mother doesn't care whether you're rich or broke. All she needs is you. What do you mean, she needs me? Your mom's pretty sick, Tim. How bad is she? Physically, she's perfect. All she's got wrong with her is a broken heart. How... How soon can we get there? By dinner time, if we hurry. Let's go. Hi, Mom. Amy, is it you? Is it really you? It sure is, Mom, and, and this time, I'm home for good. Oh, my boy, my boy. And so, Johnny, that's the story behind those initials you saw on that tree. Golly. I got duck bumps all over me. <laughs> I had a few myself when it happened, believe me. I can imagine. Boy, I'll bet Tim's mother and dad is plenty glad to see him. His mother was. I know that for sure. What about his dad? Well, I guess he was, too. What do you mean, you guess he was? Just what I said, Johnny. You see, Tim's dad is buried right under that tree you saw. John Wilson died just a week after his son first left home.
You know, friends, I guess most favorite time of the day out here in this part of the country is just before sundown, when the whole valley seems to take on a look it's hard for words to describe. In fact, I think this next song tells the way makes me feel better than all the words in the world. I am tired and I'm weary, but I must toil on till the Lord comes to call me away. Where the morning is bright and the lamb is the light and the night, night is as fair as the day. There will be peace in the valley for me someday. There will be peace in the valley for me, I pray. No more sorrow and sadness or trouble will be. There will be peace in the valley for me. There the bear will be gentle And the wolf will be tame And the lion will lay down by the lamb The host from the wild Will be led by a child And I'll be changed, changed from the creature I am there will be peace in the valley for me someday. There will be peace in the valley for me, I pray. No more sorrow and sadness or trouble will be. There will be peace, peace in the valley for me. sure enjoyed hearing you sing that song. I guess it's because even though life is pretty strenuous along toward the end of the day, there's generally always a peaceful break. Well, you're right there, Charlie. In fact, I think that's the way life goes along for most everybody. The end of the day means it's time to just sit back, relax, and take things easy. Which reminds me, folks, Grand Double Mint Gum sure makes a friendly companion at a time like that. Yes, indeed, double mint smooth, studied chewing kind of helps keep pace with your thoughts. And that delicious double mint flavor tastes mighty good, too. Matter of fact, double mint's a familiar favorite that's always good company. So remember, delicious, refreshing double mint chewing gum. I like it.
Hey, good friends and neighbors, looks like that stops the clock for this week's Melody Ranch Open House. But me and all the gang will be back for another session next week. Same time, same CBS radio stations. So make it a date to join us then, won't you? In the meantime, I'd like to take this opportunity to extend my sincere congratulations to my very, very good friends, Amos and Andy, who tomorrow will celebrate their 25th anniversary in radio. And now this is Gene Autry for Double Mint, asking you to keep thinking of us until we're back in the saddle. Yes, folks, next week at the same time and over these same stations, the Wrigley people will again present Gene Autry, who may currently be seen in his new Columbia picture, Barb Wire. And who, beginning next Tuesday, November 18, will be appearing in person with his big all-star hit show of 1952 in Wichita Falls, Texas, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Dallas, Texas, Hope and Little Rock, Arkansas, and Memphis, Tennessee. This is Charles Lyon. This is the CBS Radio Network.